What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Today is a day where I want to hear your voice, 888-727-BECK. There's a lot going on, Ohio, Ukraine, just the state of the United States. What is it that you're feeling? What is it? How can we help? The number is 888-727-BECK. Phone calls this hour. Uh, let me tell you first about Tuttle Twins. They're, um, kids are learning uh, from the book, American History. Now, America, America's history book is uh, different than the American history book that you're finding at your schools. Uh, maybe, maybe you're lucky enough to have American history kind of taught in your school. But who's doing it right? The Tuttle Twins have their new book called America's History Book, and you'll save 40% off the normal price. Plus, you'll get free bonuses and an audio version, but only if you go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get the President's Day deal. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Keep your kids and teens safe and sane. Keep them as Americans that know this is a grand experiment, the greatest experiment ever afforded mankind. Why? You'll learn about it in America's History Book only from the Tuttle Twins, TuttleTwinsBeck.com. I want to just talk to you a little bit about uh, something that is extremely concerning to me today, and that is this, I'm just going to say it this way because this is what I believe, this coming war with Russia and now possibly China. We are setting the world up and we are on the wrong side the right side is settle this. Let's have peace. The the what happened in World War One is happening again. You have the elites who want to redesign the world and uh, they're going to do it one way or another. They think war is the way to solve this problem to get away with all of the big changes they need to make. And it is rapidly coming upon us. And at the same time, we are bleeding out on a table. And it's intentionally, it's intentional that all of this stuff is happening. It's not paper cuts anymore. We are severing arteries and we're bleeding out on the table. Let me just take one thing. Somebody called in last hour and they were in Kansas and they said, Kansas farmers are selling their farmland for solar panels. And these companies are coming in. Okay, solar panels are great, but you would have to take almost all of the land from, you know, Maine to Florida, all the way over to probably the Missouri to be able to have enough solar panels to be able to power the United States of America. So solar panels are not the way. Maybe they play a role, but they're not the way. And so they're selling our farmland to have solar panels. Meanwhile, that means we're paying our farmers not to farm. I'm sure there are government subsidies that go with this if you have solar panels on your farm. Meanwhile, because there's a lack of food, we're now announced on Friday by the president paying for food subsidies all over the globe. We're also paying coal fire plants to not create energy. If you have a coal fire plant, 
I want you to see if it has plans on shutting down. And why is it shutting down? And what are they planning on doing with a coal fire plant? Hmm? So they're shutting down coal fire plants. We're paying them not to create energy. Okay. But we're also doing this all across the globe with USAID. We're paying people to shut down their power plants. Although we have, we know because of AI, we know we're going to have a much bigger demand for electricity than even today in the short horizon. But we're shutting things down because we're creating a new world. Well, what are we creating it with? Well, we've got the solar panels and we've got some experimental things which we are paying for. Government is subsidizing all of this stuff. And then if you'll put any of that experimental stuff in your house, they'll pay you for that. So we're paying for the creation and we're paying for the buying of that creation. And we'll pay you with your house to change to electricity from things that already cost you less money, like natural gas. When we know we're not going to have the electricity, we're paying you. And then we're paying you to buy a car that's an EV. We'll we'll give you an eight thousand dollar bonus. We'll give you we'll give you eight thousand dollars to do it out of tax money. The government is subsidizing buying these electric cars. At the same time, they are paying for all of the charging stations all across America. Does this sound at all like an idea that will work when we are hemorrhaging money? It doesn't sound like it to me. Let's go to Brian in Ohio. Hello, Brian. Brian, are you there? Yeah, I am. Okay, yes. you're on, uh, sir. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Thanks for taking my call, and and I've listened to you for a, a long time, and and I I have the same beliefs that you do. Um, one of my concerns are that both me and my wife we have worked uh, for a long time. We've been married for 35 years. We've paid into Social Security, and over the past uh, several years, we've probably put 15 to 20 grand into social security plus what we've put into 401k and my biggest concern is the fact that you know it's a slush fund for them to send to ukraine Mm -hmm. am i going to get that back no and i'm i'm and that that's our concern because that's a lot of money that we have taken out of our our taxes Mm-hmm. And that we deserve to have, you know, paid for our retirement, which we would have rather had been put into our 401k. Not that we're, you know, we, we've done a very good job of, you know, saving and doing whatever, but that's a lot of money. It's a ton of, it's a ton of money, Brian. Um, but uh, when, how old are you? May I ask? Good. Uh, 55, one, 56. Okay. So I'm, I'm, we're in the same area. I'm 59. I knew yeah. I wasn't going to the chances, the odds of getting Social Security were very, very slim. So I haven't bet on it, but I'm in a different position than most people. Um, yeah. And those who have to rely on it, we're entering a time to stew. We were just talking off the air about Social Security. It's worse off than you think it is. But yet Biden is sending all this money. They are going to be paying 
for their retirement packages, their uh, funds in Ukraine out of our money while our Social Security is is collapsing. This has got to be put on the plate with the House and the Senate. People have got to respond to this and stand up and say, stop spending all this money in Ukraine. We are going bankrupt quickly and it doesn't matter. They'll just print more. And that will we know the results of this. We are in a death spiral if we don't have Congress stand up and stop it right now. Yeah, I mean, this this latest report that came out from the CBO is stunning. I mean, it's stunning how fast this is going out of control. If you go back to the Obama administration coming out of the financial crisis. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So 2009 worst year, one point four trillion dollar deficit. Really big. Now, of course, after that, the the financial crisis starts to fade. Those deficits come down quite a bit as he goes on in his administration. But one point four trillion dollars was that first year a real catastrophe and uh, almost a. Almost a trillion of it, three quarters of a trillion. That was just in the bank bailout. There's all sorts of, yeah, yeah. all those bills made it much, yeah. much worse. Right. Uh, it did eventually come down. But that $1.4 trillion number, that was catastrophic. Catastrophic. Mm-hmm. In that time, right after, or right during the uh, financial crisis. What is our budget deficit this year when we don't have any of that going on? Right? We've passed COVID. We're beyond that now. Now, I'm not talking about COVID, because obviously COVID is a totally different thing. We're past that now. What's our budget deficit supposed to be this year? The exact same amount, $1.4 trillion, the same number as the financial crisis number. And that is the best year in the next 10 years of projections that they released. Our best outcome, $1.4 trillion deficit. It goes 1.4 to 1.5, all the way down to $2.9 trillion. That's our projections right now. Just, and projections are already ro- always wrong. Always is wrong. Is this a CBO? Yeah, this is a CBO. But by the way, I should point out in that projection, they say that the Inflation Reduction Act will help us, will lower the deficit. That's their projection. They're always wrong. So obviously that's completely ridiculous. Correct. Just since Biden has been in office, he has added $6 trillion, $6 trillion to the def- the debt just since he's come in with the stuff that he has passed. That's not like, okay, well, COVID spending from Trump or uh, you know, pre-existing programs or any of that. This is just what the differences are from their own CBO from when Biden comes into office and now so- $6 trillion. And one more on this, Glenn. The $1.4 trillion number I was talking about, the worst case scenario mm-hmm. for, uh, for Biden, mm-hmm. or excuse me, Obama when he came in. Now is our current deficit. That goes up to $3 trillion. By the time that hits $3 trillion, $1.2 trillion of that will just be interest. Impossible to change. And at the whim of interest rates, the, the entire budget deficit from the economic collapse of 2008-2009 is this just is, going to be interest at the end of the this decade. This is why I'm telling you they are marching toward war. Because it will ha- they mm-hmm. will have to reset the entire global economic system. And they'll have to just wipe out debt. That's, that's what will happen. Except we're going to be in the position of Germany in the end. The world is going to say it was your fault. Not on war, but on everything. 
because we've already said that to them for the last 20 years. Every ill comes from the United States. So we will be the ones paying reparations. It, we, we have got to stop this quick march to war. You need to be on the phone with your senators and with the House and saying, stop the spending in Ukraine. Enough is enough. The president is over in Ukraine today. We just had uh, Kamala Harris say this. Now, this is think of think of all the times that we could say that China has committed crimes against humanity. We know they killed millions of people and we never said anything. We know what they're doing with the Uyghurs. We have footage of it. We have evidence of what they're doing in these camps. Crimes against humanity with China. We say nothing. Here's our vice president making an official declaration in Germany this weekend. The United States has formally determined that Russia has committed crimes against humanity. And I say to all those who have perpetrated these crimes and to their superiors who are complicit in these crimes, you will be held to account. In the face of these indisputable facts, to all of us here in Munich, let us renew our commitment to accountability. Stop. Oh, my gosh. Do you notice every time she opens her mouth, her lips, uh, uh, her mouth is really dry and you can hear it? Never noticed that with her before. She knows the gravity of this statement. What did she just say? Russians committed crimes against humanity. We tie all of those crimes, I can guarantee you, to Vladimir Putin. We'd never say this about China. We're just saying it now about Russia. And by the way, the Russians have said, you send over a single Western airplane, that's the last straw. That's the last straw. China is now siding and sending all kinds of stuff up to uh, Russia for Ukraine. And we had the balls to look at them this weekend and say, don't you do it. That's a line that you don't want to cross. We're now threatening China as well. Today, you need to get on the phones and you need to burn those phone lines down you need to get on the phones to anyone in Washington and let your voice be heard. I will not send my son or daughter to fight in any war under this administration or for against Russia and China. Stop it. Those funds need to stop. They got to come here to the United States. He should not be in Kiev today. The president should be in Palestina, Ohio. Back in a minute. 
Perhaps the what? You're looking at me. She said Palestina. Oh, I think. East Palestine. Is that what you're Thank you. Yes. I mean, East, East. Pal- Palestina might be. Yeah. Uh, the attractive uh, sister city. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Perhaps the great, the greatest lie sa- Satan ever got us to believe is that uh, he doesn't exist, and evil can be, uh, you know, evil can be uh, tolerated and dehumanize our fellow man. We have killed sixty-four million of our own children in this country, uh, thanks to Roe versus Wade, and uh, there has been one group that has been effectively standing against it. I mean, there's been so many groups that stood uh, against Roe versus Wade and, and you, you made it at least that's the first step. Now we just have to convince people that this you're killing babies. And I don't know how you, I don't know how you walk that back, but one thing that is happening with the people uh, at preborn is they, they provide free ultrasounds. So the mom who comes in for an abortion she sees the baby and she hears the heartbeat. When that happens, she is more likely to choose life than abortion by the time she leaves. That's a win. And they're saving about 150 babies every single day. And every $28 pays for a free ultrasound. Would you help preborn out? I want you to dial pound 250, say the keyword baby. Pound 250, say the keyword baby. Or go to preborn.com slash Beck. Preborn.com slash Beck. Sponsored by Preborn. 10-second station. I was thinking of pasta stew. That's what I was Some Palestina. Yes. Palestina Alfredo. Yeah. <laughs> it's always on my mind. Mm. Uh, let me go to uh, let me go to Carol in Kansas. Hello, Carol. Hello, thanks for taking my call. Thank you. I have uh, just a little more information on the solar project in Kansas, or at least one of them. Um, I'm in Johnson County. I'm affiliated or associated with the zoning, so I know a little bit about it. Um, It is Next Era Energy. Next Era is out of Florida, and guess who, surprisingly, the largest shareholder is? It's BlackRock. Oh, what a surprise. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, shocking. Yeah, it is shocking. It is <laughs> I shocking. Just, I was, yeah, I was floored. But anyway, um, they've already, they're actually leasing the land and they're calling it a farming preservation because we're preserving this open land by leasing it and putting solar panels on it for the next 30 years. Oh, so, okay. So they've already signed on 2,000 acres. They want 3,500 acres. And um, they want to, um, they don't have a customer yet. Mm. And they're, they're talking. They don't know if they're going to put the lithium solar batteries up or not. Mm. But yet it's going through our county commission. But, you know, the topper to all this is the state of Kansas limits as a private landowner or homeowner, how much how many solar panels you can put up and how much solar energy you as the homeowner can generate. Oh, really? How yeah. many, how many is that? It, oh gosh. I think, I think it's like 300 kilowatts or 30 kilowatts. Huh. So you it's can't enough, do it, but, but no, BlackRock it's not can. enough to, mm-hmm. right. It's not enough to fuel my house or my farm, even though I have a big 
barn that is southern facing. And I, if they allowed me, I could put up enough solar panels, but I can't. It's against the law. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Thank you. Yeah, Thanks. Th- like that. Thank you for being on the zoning board. I think that's a oof, that's a heavy thing to carry around. It it is, <laughs> and and it's. I mean, you feel powerless. You're like, what? We're doing this? Yeah, I guess we're doing this. Yeah, and uh, have you been able to uh, stop or expose things? It's out there, but it. I. And people come to the meetings and are opposed, but I really, you feel like you're just being steamrolled. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we we absolutely need more people. Um, And if you haven't gone to your zoning committee's meetings, you need to, because that's real power there locally. And that's where all this stuff can be stopped and where all this stuff uh, needs to stop. Grab control of your own life and your own community. Back in a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. So as it turns out, America's darkest hour called out of the woodwork some of the finest examples of patriotism and American courage ever seen. It it always does. When there is an obstacle, a real obstacle, Americans always find a way around it. Members of the military and first responders put their life on the line for hours every single day. And when one of them doesn't come home, young children are left behind. And if that happens, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on that family home. It's a way of saying thank you to the families whose pain represents the safety and freedom of others. But also, it's a way to do what's right. That family should not have to worry about it in their, in their most tragic hours. Tunnel to Towers is having a, a veteran homeless program. They've been working on this now for a while, and it provides housing and services to homeless veterans all across America. They've helped more than 500 in the last year so far. These people deserve our gratitude and the help when they need it. Help America's heroes and their families. Would you donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org? That's T2T.org. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Let's go to Andrea in Alabama. Hello, Andrea. Hello, Glenn. How are you? I'm good. Yes, just most concerning to me is um, I haven't heard many people at all talk about this. Um, Senator Shelby signed the big bill and had brought back um, billions to Alabama for developing hypersonic missiles. And that is the one thing that Russia has that we do not have a lot of. I'm just, like, terrified that this is going to, well, escalate. Um, I don't see it as a deterrence, really. And I just wanted to know your thoughts on that. Well, how do you mean you don't see it as a deterrence? Uh, I don't... (laughs) And in a sense, I don't see it as a turn, as Russia will say, well, they have the hypersonic missiles now, so I think they use theirs once over in Ukraine. Um, I, I, just, I just think it's going to way to escalate things in a way of going um, not 
full nuclear, but uh, they do, you know, that's just the scale under that. Well, this is the oldest argument probably in warfare. My enemy has, um, you know, catapults. Do we build catapults? Um, And, you know, the answer has always been yes. Uh, We haven't stopped war. However, we have up until this point really uh, curtailed um, uh, nuclear war. Now, that may change as everybody seems to be able to make, you know, nuclear weapons. We have Iran and we have um, uh, they're what, 85 or 95 percent enriched now. Um, They're uh, uh, they, they seem to be well on their way. We have North Korea. I, I don't see the hypersonic missile as a bad thing. Uh, you know, I, I believe we have to have our strength. Unfortunately, we're doing this at the same time that we're uh, depleting everything that we have. I mean, we are we are in really uh, big trouble, really big trouble when it comes to our ability to fight any war. And Shelby is, I mean, Alabama is the place to put it. I mean, it, you had Werner von Braun there. It's where he, I think that's where the Atlas was first developed was Alabama. Alabama played a big role um, in the space race. So, um, Andrea, thank you. Let's go to Nick in Ohio. Hello, Nick. Good morning, Mr. Beck. How are you? I'm doing good. And I'm wondering if Russia has learned from uh, Ronald Reagan during the Cold War how he destroyed them economically, if they're not doing that against us in the same way. Oh, yeah. About how we're dumping so much money into the Ukraine that we're just going to go broke. And that's their plan all along. Yeah, well, I think that might be. And I, I know this sounds horrible to say, but I think that is the plan from the left, too. I mean, if you look at what we're spending, what we're doing, how there's very little return on our investment on many things. I think, you know, we're bankrupting ourselves, and I think that's intentional. But we have two people that are, are, have learned from history. I think Russia is learning um, and learned from Ronald Reagan, and they have turned the tables uh, on us. But you also have China. China learned from the British when the British were um, addicting their own citizens, Chinese, to opium. They were running opium across the border into China with the opium wars that ate the inside of China and uh, England won. What is China doing now? China is taking fentanyl and putting it right into the hands of the drug lords to run across our border. It's a fentanyl war. So you've got two fronts and two major powers that are currently trying to destroy us. And we're foolishly standing up and saying, well, they better behave or we're going to get them. Really? With, with what exactly? And, and what does the world look like if we went to war with those two countries? Well, what does the world look like at the end, honestly? Can you imagine how global trade would just stop? What does that mean to your life if global trade stopped? Because we wouldn't have the ships to be able to protect us, to protect all the goods. The ships would be at war fighting in two different fronts. It wouldn't be good. It wouldn't be good for them either. No, it's an entire, I mean, our entire civilization is in trouble. 
and not to mention the actual death and destruction that comes from you know a more a hot war if you will but i mean you know the, there's a big difference between what we've been doing with china and russia over the past few years and even what we're doing now and a cold war even right a cold like the cold, remember that we were not like trading with the soviet union all that much no. like that, that was not what we were doing no. and then you think about how much how closely we are tied to china economically and how many people they could have to th- and and resources to throw at a war like this if it ever became hot and you know glenn it's not just that it's like russia and china developing this alliance is terrifying the fact that they're working together and we shouldn't throw toss out also what's going on with india in this i know india was a hundred percent pro-american when for example when donald trump was in office they were cheering him he was coming he, when he showed up there. It was he got a much better reception there than he did anywhere, anywhere in the United else. States? The United States and India. I mean, India changed because of capitalism. Yeah. Completely changed. That is one of the greatest capitalist stories of all time. Is India? Yeah. And now, over the past two years, they've drifted toward both China and Russia. That is a terrible development because if it's one thing to have China and Russia against you, throw in India. You're talking about three of the either most powerful or most populous nations on earth. And they seem, India seems to be saying like, well, look, you know, we're not going to get involved in this. They're not outwardly taking a position against us, but they are, I mean, all the reporting is that behind the scenes. Wouldn't you? Resources. And and how can you blame these people? No. You got, you got a billion, 1.1 billion people in your country. Many of them are struggling, starving. You can get a 30% discount off of, uh, you know, fuel, off, off of oil, off of resources, off or, of minerals. Or you go with the people who want you to get off of all of those resources. Yeah. Uh, Who are going to choose? No, I've got a billion people here. Yeah. No. And so because of the economic sanctions we put on Russia, it's forced them to be, to adapt. And the way they've adapted is given all sorts of discounts to these countries who really need it and lock them into long-term economic relationships that we're going to have a lot of trouble breaking. This is not a good development. Let me go to Joseph in Texas who disagrees. Hello, Joseph. Hello, Glenn. How you doing? Very good. Listen, I, I have to uh, try and put the brakes on here with you, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, far be it from me to discuss history with you. You are no, no, no. well-versed on history. Thank you. But look at Poland. Look at Poland. Yeah. You cannot say that the Third Reich stopped at Poland, and you cannot say that Russia didn't stop with Crimea. They're now trying to overtake Ukraine. Uh, if we agree. don't follow, if we do not follow General Jack Keane's um, thinking on this process, we are going to end up in the Third World War. And Russia will never use nukes against Ukraine. They're using them as a threat, and that's mm-hmm. it. They will never do it. If they did, they would be going against NATO and all the civilized nations of the world. No, I agree. I don't. Would go down in crime. He would go down in history as one of the worst um, individuals in history. So I think you need to stop scaring all your people. You are, you are being an alarmist with Crimea. We have to help Crimea to retard. Uh, Russia and China. China's looking at this, and they are going to step on Taiwan if we don't do something with Crimea. 
China is looking at... So you mean Ukraine? Wait, wait, wait. You mean Ukraine Ukraine, or Crimea? Ukraine. No, well, both. Ukraine and Crimea are tied together because they're in... Ukraine is the country Crimea is in. But China and Uh, Taiwan Taiwan. are going to become an issue if we don't do something with Ukraine. I agree. We've already seen what we did in Afghanistan. You've got to stop being an alarmist, Glenn. You've got to look (laughs) at this through actual military results. You need to have your people informed with General Jack Keane. He has the answer to this situation. I think we talked about this earlier on the show, and I think there is a risk here. I don't think, I mean, the, the time to, to act on Crimea was 2014, right? Like when, when they went in there, um, you know, I think that there is a, we did talk about this earlier, and I, I agree that there is a real risk here. If, if, we just, if we just turn this whole process off and we say, okay, we're already in this for $200 billion or whatever it is. If we just turn this off tomorrow... The chances of Russia taking Ukraine are incredibly high, which puts them on the border with NATO. And who knows where it goes from there? You have another risk of escalation. I think we have honestly that this risk of escalation goes both ways. Yeah, I I agree. And um, if if people are saying there is no nuclear war, if they're saying I'm not sure that we're dealing with sanity around the world. Here's here's what I would do. I'm president of the United States. I'm Joe Biden. I go over to Ukraine or better yet, I have them come over to us and say, hey, look, we've just given you, what, five hundred billion dollars. You're not going to get another dime. I'm only saying this to you. I'm not going to say this out loud. You've got three months to settle this. I don't care how you settle it, but you settle it. You get Russia to the table. We'll help you. We'll have others help. Uh, But get them to the table. Everyone's going to lose a little something here. But sit down at the table. Now, I understand, you know, your your um, history from uh, Poland in World War Two. Uh, but what we're playing out is not World War Two. It's World War One. And World War One came from a bunch of academics and a bunch of Fabian socialists who thought they could recreate the world and bring it into the 20th century. And they were going to use science and everything else. And they knew the answer. And they knew that they would lose a few people along the way, but it would be better for the whole in the end. And they were going to reshuffle the deck in Europe. Well, and I'm they, not going to go against your your knowledge base. I'm just not. I know. I, I don't think this is about money. This is about stopping World War Three, and we have to do that by stopping Russia in Ukraine and keeping China okay. from going against Taiwan. Right. And if we don't do that, we will be in World War Three. Okay. Joseph, I I'm you yeah. sound like you're getting angry. I'm not angry at, at you. I hope you're not angry at me. We we just disagree on this to some extent. I think there are real problems either way because we have acted like morons getting in there. This shouldn't have happened in the first place. But because you're right of Afghanistan, the world sees weakness and everything that this guy does, no matter which way, I don't want to fight a war with Joe Biden as our commander in chief. You want to talk about a disaster. That would be it. But I also don't want him to do anything because. Every move he makes is a disaster. So we just got to get through the next two years. But uh, uh, until you r- repair the uh, the office of the presidency, 
of having real strength, uh, you, you better not fight a war and you better not start picking fights. Thanks for your call, Joseph. I, again, I hope you can leave. Uh, we can leave friends. I think it's a difficult thing to talk about and, and to find an actual solution. It's easy to find out what we're doing now, I think, is wrong. <laughs> like that I, is easy to, I think, a lot of people to settle. No, he doesn't think so. He didn't think so, though I think, you know, I, I doubt he'd endorse everything Biden, Biden is doing here. Yeah. Um, all right. Let me tell you about my pillow. My pillow has uh, a new one. It's my pillow 2.0. So it has all the stuff that, you know, makes the my pillow just so great where you just put your you put your fists through each side of it uh, before you go to bed it fluffs up and then somehow or another it doesn't go flat in the middle of the night I, I don't know how that works i don't know what it is but it's great now they have stepped it up a little bit more it's already it doesn't get hot um but they're now changing the technology and they're adding into it they're adding this uh temperature regulating technology this thread that makes sure that your pillow doesn't get hot. It's crazy. And it comes with a 10-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee. MyPillow.com. Click on the Radio Listener Special Square and buy this Get One uh, Free. Buy one, get one free offer. Just uh, go to MyPillow.com. Ask them for the MyPillow 2.0. MyPillow.com. Use the promo code BECK. You'll click on the Radio Listener Square, or you can ask them yourself at 800-966-3117. That's 800-966-3117. Promo code Beck, MyPillow.com. The Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck program. Look, I, I'm I'm kind of bothered by our last caller because he seemed angry at the end. We're not enemies. What I'm asking for is for a debate on the floor of the House, the way it has always happened. We are headed toward war. Now, he thinks that we're headed toward war if we don't do something. I could see that. Um, I think we're headed for war because we want it. Uh, and I would hope that he could see that. Uh, it's certainly, he could probably see the incompetence leading to yeah. war through mistakes and we, escalation. Anything that Joe Biden does is going to be weak. You're, you're not going to convince anybody, oh, now he's tough. Mm, right. Because he's got the same people and, and it's him. So he'll always be perceived as weak. So we got two more years of being perceived as weak. Whether we can repair this or not, I don't know. But I got to tell you, all I want is... For you to call your uh, House of Representatives uh, uh, congressman, and I want you to call your senator and say, we need a discussion before we go to war. Let's stop spending the money. Can we take care of our own Social Security before we're bailing out their pensions? What the hell do you mean, Mr. President, that you're bailing out their pensions? What about ours? What about ours? Uh, And... If we're going to go to war, why is it the administration is doing it all? Why is Congress not debating this? I want to hear our best minds debate. I want a real discussion on this. I might change my mind, but I I will not go to war. That uh, A war that is designed by people in the administration that I didn't elect. 
No. No. Go through Congress. Let's have this debate as a nation. Program.